We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Pump day edition of the Playmakers plus Wednesday, May 25th, 2022 is the date and time in which we are inhibiting, at least for this next second. And now everything is new again. Look at that. Or at least our names are staying the same. <laughs> Lindsey Brown is mine over across the glass for me is... Adrian Hernandez. And we are here to hang out with you guys for the next couple of hours, talk some sports, talk some other things, talk through some feelings because the world is a crappy place right now. No, it honestly isn't. Uh, shout out, Playmakers Plus. Yep. For the last day this week. Is it? I thought it was through, I thought we were going through Thursday this week. It's a weird, weird schedule with the Dodgers, but what I do know for this week is that today will be our final Playmakers Plus, and then tomorrow and Friday, we're back on the, uh, the, the AM radio dial. Did the Dodgers win yesterday? The only thing that I saw correspondence-wise was a tweet from Quentin Mayo, who's one of the hosts of BetMGM Tonight, saying, I wish we had Trey Turner back. He's a Nationals fan. Yeah, he is, and you know, there's rumors Juan Soto might be traded. Uh-oh. Now, did the now did the Dodgers win last we night? Should well, first probably off, know. if we're gonna be again gonna be kicked off of our own airwaves, we should at least know what our competition is working with. Well, I would say, do you say competition or like they kind of our teammates, Lynn? I know, but the, that's the they thing is you have four. to you have to compete with your own teammates in order to make everybody better. And who better to compete with than former World Series champions? I like the vibe that you're on. But, yes, the Dodgers destroyed the uh, Washington Nationals 9-4. to four. My goodness. That guy, Mookie Betts, he's kind of good at the baseballs. Yeah, I still am baffled why Boston traded him. But it seems that cost-cutting measures in the right places and um, inflations in the others are uh, pretty much everybody's reason for doing things. No, 100%. But thankfully- kind of soul-crushing. But you know what? We got him. We do. We're the winners. Yes, we are, and we we, we I have got his jersey right there in the corner. Right, and, and you know, much to their success, he's 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 Half been balling dollar the past piece, three weeks. Mookie Betts. I still we we still need to go to a Dodgers game. We need to make that happen. That's a fact. I haven't been to California probably since I was I think I was younger than ten, and I went to my my uncle was serving in the Navy at the time, and so I hear there's a few of, few of those stationed down there, and I, I think he was like graduating or walking. Something happened. I got to go to the zoo. I was a huge fan. That's really all that I remember. The L.A. Zoo? No, the San Diego d- zoo. Oh, the, the, the that's, zoo. That's the, the zoo. zoo. The zoo. Lindsay, I was there. It was like $100. Not the like, zoo from Lion King. The zoo. <laughs> the, the, the zoo in zoo. this country. Correct. I didn't get Although to go to Although the Columbus it. Zoo, I think, is definitely up there, too. Oh, the Columbus Zoo has a whole bunch of different animals, which well, is great and they because have, it's a zoo. And they have, like, TV series about all their animals, too. And so, like, that's why I know that they have, like, expansive, um, like... African animals, basically, a lot yeah. of, like, and they have like sanctuaries everywhere. So I, I love that stuff. That's what I watch sometimes at like three in the morning in case I can't sleep. That's the one thing about Vegas. There's not that many zoos around no. here, rightfully so. Zero zoos. There's a couple. There's one off of, about off of Lake Mead and Jones. It's just this lady who runs. It's her home. Oh, I'm sure. And so she because exotic. To we got exotic her. animals here. We just don't have zoos. No, They're for just in sure. People's backyards. <laughs> They're in Mike Tyson's house. Correct. Basically. Correct. But um. Yeah, it's one of the weird things that we don't have, but it kind of makes sense 
in terms of the environmental constraints and like how much money it would probably cost to just like keep it chill for some of the animals we literally don't have enough water honestly (laughs) (laughs) literally we don't yeah so i'm conflicted about zoos though because i'm like i like being able to go see the animals but also they're not meant to be behind glass or cages for us to look at so you're not rocking with sea world at all no certainly not i saw blackfish very early we didn't go to sea world when we went to san diego we went to a water park instead that matters it does i mean you know we don't know nearly as much as we think that we do but i think later on when we discover like some way to be able to communicate with other life forms that aren't us um including ourselves because there's plenty of people that are like non-verbal that we just haven't figured out how to get the technology to them to get them unlocked but i guarantee you if there are animals that have emotions like we do it's the orcas it's probably the octopus um is it the orangutans that probably are the most, uh, besides chimps? I, th- pro- I think all the monkeys. I think they're pretty intelligent. Well, yeah. Well, but it's just like not everybody can draw and spell and learn how to paint. I mean, they got elephants that know how to paint. That's what I mean. It's just like we have, we we set up the standard and so we compare everything to our standard. But there really shouldn't be a standard to begin with. And so when you have a standard, that means you create limitations based off of deficiencies off of your standard. Yeah, 100%. But and I so, do think if, yeah. if animals do get to talk, they're going to have a, a lot of... Animals need to be rescued sometimes, too. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, ultimately, like, that's sometimes they can't go back in the wild. And I'm all for that. But that's where it's, like, blackfish and with, like, SeaWorld. No, they just literally went out there and, like, took the baby orcas from their mothers and, like, took them. And then... Trained them for a show. We got to yep, do three of them And then the today. mothers just, like, stand out there, swim out there and cry. Uh, they have like it's... all that footage. I just like I can't I can't deal with that. I'd I I'd rather see a human suffer than an animal suffer. Is that kind of messed up? Wow. I mean, look, some people feel different ways about mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'm a I'm a I'm a dog person, but I, I also didn't want to like prosecute and like think Mike Vick is the worst person in the world. Oh, we know that that was loaded with a little extra sauce in other areas too. Of course. I do as we are talking and about something animals. to be said about sticking up for things that can't stick up for themselves. A hundred percent. Uh Vegas aquariums, you guys need to step it up. I'm just saying. That's well, you just said we don't have enough out. water for a zoo, let alone an aquarium. But they we have, have like them. we have like two shark tanks. We have the shark reef, right? Which it was Paid kind of for by, by your lost dollars at your <laughs> at the last blackjack table you sat down at. A hundred percent. My son wasn't impressed. No, and that's really the review that matters in my life. Yeah, yeah. There, there's definitely a lack of some of the educational things here. But you know what? Maybe nature is our ultimate teacher. And uh, maybe we're all kind of misguided and looking for direction from anywhere or anyone besides ourselves. But we have plenty to guide you through here today in terms of our Sports and Other Things show. We had a little bit of a late cancellation. Trista Crick is a very busy woman. We're going to look to get her back on on our docket here very soon because just scheduling conflicts keep adding up. So instead, we have AJ Perez joining us. And I don't say that instead as like, Oh, the understudy. Actually, this is a lot more pertinent to what's going on today because not only is AJ like the guy for front office sports that kind of covers the the business side of sports in a little bit different of an angle, his ass is here in our zip code in Las Vegas. He was in the courtroom for the John Gruden proceedings earlier today. We talk about that. We talk about the other lawsuits going on. We talk about the fact Big that one. Colin Kaepernick's <laughs> working out for the team right now. And so it's it's a big cluster of, of Raiders-related news that we'll have uh, for you in just a couple of minutes. Uh, to close out our, our first hour, we'll talk about some entitlement red flags. I naturally found an article on BuzzFeed where people were sending in uh, some of their biggest red flags. And we'll kind of go through and see where we go and where our lines are drawn with 
uh, the, the socializing aspect of our society. And for our second hour, we're going to talk about sports innovation rankings. Angela Ruggiero, who is one of the greatest uh, hockey players to ever suit up, I've seen her squat. I've never seen a human being squat more live in person. Uh, she works for this pretty swanky, I think she actually founded this swanky like sports studying institution. And we got to talk about um, what sports innovation means for today. Uh, in, in today's sports world, we're going to talk about supplementing underperforming talent. I was reading a, an article. Did you delete it? What was it? Where, where did my little article link thing here go? I did not delete you it. You did something, but it was basically like, how do we get, what type of player would best jumpstart or support this particular superstar? And we're just going to kind of go through that little exercise. And then Adrian saves the Pro Bowl. Yeah, because listen. People trying to take this game away. What do you Roger, mean? Roger wants it to be a celebration of football rather than a game. Well, whatever it is, it needs to stay here in Vegas. Like, did we That's not prove true. our case? That's with the true. Pro Bowl? No, I think I think they should just move headquarters here. Just do everything. Between that from and here. all the court proceedings, you might, might as well <laughs> save some gas money. You know, I will say, and I can't wait for everyone to listen to it. Like you just said, AJ Perez joining us in a few minutes. Mm. To, to go through this interview and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that thing in Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing in Miami with right. Brian Flores. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> oh, that's right. That detail is eroded away from our memory. Yeah, it's a lot to keep track of. And so very excited to get to that conversation with him as well as the rest of our show. But we know that there is heaviness in the world based off of yesterday and that there has been heaviness in the world. And so we got to open up our show, unfortunately, with those damn feelings again. It's time for the can opener. All right. So... Since we talked last about what happened in Texas yesterday, the uh, death total has gone up, I believe, to 19 kids and uh, two teachers. And, uh, you know, the, the details of, of kind of what's coming out, I mean, the, the thing that sticks with me the most is the fact that they needed to have the parents come in to get DNA swabs because they couldn't identify the bodies. Mm. Um. I'm sorry if that comes off as as cold. That sometimes I can get a little bit like monotone in the way that I deliver well, things, but I just I don't know how to inflect and how to like talk around this other than like what sticks out to me and like what that is is mostly emotionally charged stuff, and usually it's the really kind of graphic stuff. And that's in the fact of the matter is that's the reality. Of- yeah. This is that's why they needed that because they couldn't tell because of how just how disastrous it played out in Texas that they needed the DNA swap because they couldn't put faces together or whatever the case may be. And it's just now seeing the pictures of like the kids, you know, it's always because we're, we're desensitized. Right. So everything's just a headline and all oh, that's terrible and that's terrible. And then to me, it really hit seeing the faces of these kids and mm-hmm. obviously this is graduation season. We yeah. talked about it last week. This is the last week of school. And to hear some of those kids, like the last time they talked to their parents was after the little graduation ceremony earlier that morning at that school. Did you see the video of the high schoolers high-fiving them Mm-mm. the day before? Mm-mm. And that's a bit. It's like life was go. Life was what it was until it wasn't. And just like, like when I went and walked to the grocery store this morning, Whenever something really bad happens, I kind of think, because you're, like, in that 24-hour bubble. And I'm like, at this time yesterday, they were doing this. And just, like, the magnitude of that. And then just, like, this is just the day after. And then there's another one after that, another one after that, another one after that. 
And like you said, that desensitization, and as we discussed yesterday, how, how this stuff falls in the background, this time kind of feels a little bit different. And the same thing could be said about what the anniversary is of today, two years ago, um, the murder of George Floyd in my uh, home state, hometown, home community in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And of just like how much of a blink of an eye that seems like, and just like that whole summer of what that was. Um, and that we're dealing with, like it's it's one thing when it's gun safety, and then it's another thing when it's race relations or power dynamics. And I mean, at the end of our show, we're gonna talk about like entitlement red flags, but it's very much tongue in cheek to kind of signal, I think, indicators in others that should not just be red flags, but should be probably deemed as a threat. Because it, it for me, it's like we were saying yesterday, it's not mental illness, it's not the guns, it's not, it's, it's we're, we are sick as like a people right now, and we're not focused on getting better. We're not focused on solutions. And so I'm not surprised that people act out for whatever and do heinous things because our society, our communities, our leaders are just as capable. So are we, you and I. We're, we're capable of heinous things if left unchecked. And that's what I think George Floyd and that feeling around Minneapolis, as much as you could say, well, things really haven't changed that much. But it felt, it felt different, and some things have, for better or for worse. Like, I moved here in 2019 at the end of it, and, and so I – remember hearing about what happened to George. I was in Minneapolis when the Philando Castile thing went down. I, I've been a part of that community and, and just like watching it on like a laptop and, and my iPad, all of like the different lo- local news channels, because that's local news is big in Minnesota. And of just like how hopeless I felt because they were, they were everything was going down. And even if I was there, what am I going to do? What am I going to add other than being able to kind of share in that collective trauma and that collective moment with everyone. But just in the in the protests that devolved out of that and then like how it was being construed, how it was being told and just the frustration of, of seeing finally like what national news coverage looks like versus local news coverage of a tragedy happening in somewhere that you know what the actual heartbeat is. And so I try to apply that to, to moments like yesterday and today and the tragedies that will continue to keep happening the more we just say, I can't do anything. That We've heard that from both sides of the political aisle. Both. And that's not the answer. And, and that's why, like, when we saw so many people come out in support of George Floyd and his family and, and everything that that community, specifically the African-American community, has gone through in the state of Minnesota, Minneapolis, because we can say that we're Minnesota nice, we just do redlining better than anyone else. And we're really good at marketing. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. It, it's just, it's so much bad. And I was talking to my cousin on the phone last night. He's a resident at the University of Wisconsin. He's a, he's a doctor. He's, he's applying for his fellowship. Like he's been, like he started his, <laughs> after his medical school, like his actual residency was COVID. <laughs> just like, could you, like, <laughs> Get right? thrown into the fire, right? Yeah. And, and, and we were just kind of talking about 
the desensitization, he, and he said to me, Lindsay, our brains aren't meant to process this much trauma, this much news, this much bad news. And and I'm like, you're right. But I'm like, but you're showing up every day and, and, and you're, work, you're telling me you're working overnights where you're not just making choices of who lives or dies. It's more about the choice of, well, I'm one of three people on this floor covering 40. Who do I go to first? Because you're not choosing who live or dies. You're choosing who you're, you're, who you're helping. They could ch- die right on you too. Yeah. And that's where it's like, it's representative. I, I think in a lot of ways, at least I'm just starting to make this connection because there are good people. There are doctors in our, in our metaphorical society that is a, 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 a hospital right now. But there's not enough support to be able to truly triage all that's going wrong. Because it's not just the volume of patients, it's the it's the types of injuries that people are coming in with. And we're not equipping the doctors to be able to to deal with it, be that education-wise, be that in, in the tools at their disposal. And the people themselves aren't nice to deal with. And so it's like, well, how why aren't we getting anything done? Why is there no movement? Why because the environment, could anything grow in this environment right now? Absolutely not. Not when the resources are being no, allocated. No, if you just to look, other things. Exactly. And and we're making different choices based off of the scarcity of our resources. That's where I'm like, well, do we pay politicians more so they don't take donations? And but I'm like, but then they're doing like, so we're gonna pay them more and they just like sit up there in their fancy ass rooms and we have like actual these teachers that died along with these kids. Talk about that shielded, resources. That shielded their body, shielded their bodies to, to no avail. And then we hear like allegedly that the that the the shooter yesterday, the cops met him before he went into the school, and they didn't do jack squat about it. And then they made up the story that he was wearing body armor. I'm like, we're saying we're we're saying that we're sending our best and brightest in, and we are sending the dimmest bulbs of all time. And we be but that, they were the solutions. Give give good guys exactly. Guns, but right? here's the bit: even if they even if they had even if they see this guy's a red flag, Adrian legally. Can they do anything about it? No. And there's plenty of Texas law enforcement people that I've heard and I've done reading about that were against a lot of the gun legislation that's been passed as of late that opened up more avenues for people to obtain. And that's why this isn't this is common sense stuff. And that's why it's so frustrating. Like, of course, you need Band-Aids and gauze and stitches and scissors on the triage floor. Right. Of course you do. But we're gonna get tanks. We're gonna put it more into the into into stuff that just makes the problem worse. Because if you're not directing resources and time towards an actual viable solution, you are helping the problem. Even if you think that you're solving it in another capacity. We're not. And I don't know what the solving is, but like I I thought we'd be further along. And may, I'm sure everybody's had that moment and just like society as they're growing up, you have this ideal of what you think it is and you become an adult and then that kind of goes away and then you become very disenchanted. And that's where a lot of people have that that choice point. Do I stay down on this this negative road and, and begin to hate the world and, and in turn hate myself because the world is the one that made me? Or do you continue to fight with very little resources, very little hope and very little promise that anything is going to go right for you. Those are your two options. As sad as it is, those are the two options. And that's where we keep 
I said yesterday this that America is a nation built on trauma. If those are our two options, we keep lining up. Right? You keep lining up for the small dose of hope. You have to. You know, you can't do it every day in every single situation that you that you go through. Sometimes it's okay to say, you know what? I'm gonna take the pessimistic route. But that's these people that are going off kilter or doing whatever these things are, we're all faced with a crossroads. This crossroads at some point, several points. And I think there's too few people with things to live for or with, with bits of hope. So they're choosing that, that nihilistic view, that destructive view, that nothing's really worth it anymore. So I might as well just destroy everything that I can. And I mean, that's kind of what happened with the shooter of getting into these communities yep. where they kind of prey on people feeling like destroy this. Destroy or and, control. And, right? and what's, what, what's better to not only have a community, but then them tell you, oh, well, it's, it's, their, it's their fault. It's this, that, and the third. Another thing that kind of disappointed me and kind of was the reality of the situation, and we talked about this off air, is obviously being located in Texas and that close to the border Mm -hmm. right outside of San Antonio with some of the parents like... That community is overwhelmingly Latino. Yeah, I don't want to show up and and They had ICE officers there. Yeah. At the school. Trying to get their kid. The repercussions that could could happen if if ICE detains them and sends them out. And then just some of the misinformation. If of saying, I can't control you, I will destroy you. A hundred percent. And and some of the misinformation about mm-hmm. what the what the alleged or what the shooter was, you know, what type of person they was, and this, that, and the third to kind of paint the picture of the perfect. See, see, look, this is why Lone we need wolf. to get rid. Lone yeah. wolf. And that's the thing. It's you can you can put up any reason that you want, and it's equally valid and invalid. But what ultimately the conversation that the people need to be having, and I mean the people in power, not us, they're actively avoiding. They're actively saying, Chuck Schumer actively said today, the people will vote on the gun laws in November. What's going to happen by then? What's wrong with now, Chuck? What's wrong with now? We have Beto O'Rourke walking up to Greg Abbott in front of the, in a press conference this morning saying, this is on your hands. It's on your hands too, Beto. Congrats. We're super happy that you're taking a stand. What, it was needed. What, it's needed, but it, does it help? Honestly. I, but I, w- I would hope in terms of being able to do that in the platform and kind of the attention that it's going to garner and kind of, yo, they, they got Beto out of that attention room faster. The attention of like the Because you know the what, Beto, Beto's running for the gubernatorial seat, so for, for Abbott's whole thing. Yeah, and, and, I, and I realized that. I just, I appreciated having that voice and this clip that clip specifically going viral it's better than weird. nothing he wasn't yelling which i mean composed the other mm-hmm. i mean he made you usually the guy who's yelling the person in an argument that's yelling kind of gets looked at as like the oh aggressive you, except you're crazy when, except when emotions that are are painted as passion and that's where it's like i don't know who's genuine and who's not and that's the problem that's the problem with our leadership is that they say that they're going to do one thing and then they actively take money from organizations to do whatever they want. And it's not just the NRA. Just look at the the bailout money we did for the auto industry in 2008. It's everything. It's everything. It's our entire system. Yeah. It's our entire system. It's it's just <laughs> it, it's tough trying to to figure out what's true information or not, why this is being put in public and it, and all of it is there's money behind everything, so it's very hard to dictate. And but I will say, like these conversations and, and things like this, this yeah, these have to happen as difficult as they are. And even if 
if no improvement is made in our heads, just being able to talk about it. It's like going to therapy. Like at least I feel like this is helpful in some way to be able to voice this out. Yep. Absolutely. And we'll continue to talk about it as we see fit because we know that this isn't going away and, um, you know, legacy is, is a good thing and a bad thing. And so you have to honor it regardless of what that history is. Uh, we have plenty of history with AJ Perez, but none when we have been in the same zip code. Unfortunately, we weren't allowed to get him into the studio today, but we have an expansive conversation about the Raiders, all the things that went down today, including a workout with Colin Kaepernick. On the other side of the break, 1140 The Bet. Bringing the sneaky beavers back to the yard. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Hey, welcome back to the show on this warm Wednesday. And a lot of things going on with the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's not even mentioning the OTAs that have kicked off this week in Henderson. But earlier today, some things went down legally between the Raiders and John Gruden. And no one better to ask than friend of the show and senior writer for Front Office Sports at FSO on Twitter, talking about our good friend A.J. Perez, who was actually at the proceedings earlier today. Insider calls powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. A.J., you are the living definition of the rubber meets the road. How does it feel to be doing the journalistic uh, integrity, just everything that so many of us strive to do in our dreams? Oh, well, this is not what, this is not what I got into sports journalism for, but it kind of uh, kind of – about 15 years ago, it kind of got sent this direction, and then it's uh, kind of taken to it. So, How expansive is that legal team for the good old NFL Shield? Because they got more than one thing to, to be present for today. They had at least four lawyers in court today. Um, only one was talking to the judge, uh, and uh, he had his arguments shot down. Um, so the two arguments, the, the motion to compel arbitration was denied, and then a few minutes later with a motion to dismiss, uh, the judge said it was too early to rule on that. So the NFL sent a just sent a, a press release over a few minutes ago saying uh, saying that they are, they are going to appeal the motion to uh, the judge's decision to uh, not put this put this case in arbitration, which would conceivably be heard by Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. So, just before we start getting into like the deeper details of this, can you get, can you give us an overview of of what we might have forgotten about this case? What Gruden is suing for? I believe it's the wrongful termination. Can you take us from there? Yes, uh, he filed a lawsuit in November, a few weeks after he kind of uh, resigned under pressure, a lot of pressure. Um, and uh, his, uh, it's from, from that November lawsuit, the back complaint stated the NFL, in particular, uh, Roger Goodell leaked the emails. And, uh, and um, we know, we, mm-hmm. the NFL denied that. They denied it in court again today that, that they were the source of the emails. But the, um, we kind of delved more into it, where, where Gruden's lawyer was, you know, Said the NFL leaked the first uh, the first one about Demora Smith, the NFLPA, uh, the head of the NFLPA, which used a racist trope, um, and that didn't get him fired. So the NFL then leaked more emails to the New York Times, and that was uh, the, the the worst of the emails, the misogynistic and anti anti gay emails he, that they were exchanged. This mm-hmm. is, this is go- the timeline of this is is very crucial because this is before he signed the contract to become the Raiders coach. This is while he was with at ESPN. And he was exchanging emails uh, with an executive, uh, Bruce Allen of the Washington Commanders, um, and uh, they're, you know, they go back a long ways. Um, and uh, and they and they kept in touch. Unfortunately for Gruden, he kept in touch using email, and uh, that was scooped up in the investigation of the Commanders into the toxic workplace allegations. Um, and uh, they were selectively leaked by somebody, um, and that's how basically forced Gruden out of his out of becoming uh, being the highest paid NFL coach in history. 
And AJ, you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier about the judge denying the NFL's motion to dismiss this lawsuit, which to me means, and I just want to get clarification, that this lawsuit can kind of head to trial uh, and be open for discovery. Uh, is this the path that they're heading towards? What's the timetable? And I guess most importantly, how ugly can this get for the NFL if more of this information comes out? Yeah, having covered a lot of the a lot of these kind of kind of lawsuits involving the NFL, uh, it's going to take a, it's going to take time. Um, uh, we're coming out of COVID, so it's not going to be as you know the COVID put kind of that kind of put a kind of wrench into a lot of uh, legal proceedings. But the courts are a lot are are back on track for the most part. But it's going to take several months to get to discovery. We may get it by the end of the year. The NFL announced that they're going to be going to the appeals court on the motion to. Uh, uh, to not, you know, the the judge ruled that this can't be arbitrated. This should not, should, this this should stay in her court. Um, but there's going to be other motions. There's they're going to they're going to try again using using a process called summary judgment. Closer to tr- if this gets closer to trial, um, and there's no settlement where where they where where, the, where it could be dismissed outright again. Um, but that's but that's going to be uh, that that usually comes after discovery. So you know if the if and this is all going to be probably under seal. They're going to fight really hard to keep all these emails and what, what other information that Gruden's lawyers are seeking of course. And, and obtain. Yeah, so we're they'll that that's that's been the case. And now this doesn't mean the judge is going to have to agree with it. She may rule that you know this should be open and uh, should be uh, open for everybody to see. And um, and that's going to be and that can be appealed. So it's it's going to be a long long process. Uh, this was a major victory today for John Gruden. He was smiling pretty 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 widely when we. Uh, after the after the hearing, and I tracked him down to talk a little bit after. He didn't have a lot to say, but um, but yeah, he's uh, he's he was he was pretty pleased with it. His lawyers uh, didn't didn't comment either, but I'm sure they are too. Yeah, he said go Raiders, and so clearly he's uh, in in a cheerful mood and feels like he's pretty confident in in his proceedings. And it's hard not to like. I, I don't want to say I'm on Gruden's side. I'm more against the NFL because you mentioned you know the shared narrative lines of of the Washington football team, and these two things are going to be connected uh, pretty much through their entirety. And we know how many, how much uh, uh, of a spotlight an investigation has been on that particular franchise. How much is Congress and those involved in that investigation keeping an eye on this trial? And, and how much do you think it's going to have an impact on this kind of larger case study and ownership in the NFL, especially since we have the Denver Broncos up for sale? I mean, we're hearing stories about owners looking to rally and say, hey, maybe Daniel Snyder needs to go. I, I think this is a big watershed moment. Exactly. This 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 case has implications beyond John Gruden because, yes, yeah, as you mentioned, the commander's investigation. You got several going on. Actually, you got the you got Congress is still going strong with theirs. I was told a couple of days ago by, from from a source. I know they still were still waiting on a slew of subpoenas that were supposed to come out several weeks ago. But this 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 congressional committee does have a lot going on. So you got that one, and then uh, the that committee sent a letter to the Federal Trade Commission, so they could be investigating. But they also cc'd um, the the attorneys generals, uh, sorry, the attorneys general in, uh, in in Virginia, where the team is headquartered. DC, where one of the claims against Dan Snyder was uh, was made uh, as far as harassment goes, and also Maryland, where the team plays its games currently. So they um, at least two of those attorneys general are investigating as well. So there's and then that and then and that's not counting the outside investigation by Mary Jo White, the former head of the SEC, who's yeah. looking into. The claims against Snyder. So there's a, there's a lot Jeez. going on, and uh, so there's yeah there's a lot of fire, a lot, yeah. a lot of smoke, and yeah. As as Jared Bill reported USA Today, you know there are owners who are kind of tired of this, and I've heard the same thing. I it's that process is still early too. There's still the NFL has. I don't see them moving on until 
either something comes out of this case here of Gruden or any of, uh, any of the other investigations, including the independent one, the NFL has, uh, has, uh, has tapped. So. And we're still less than a year removed from like all this coming down and same with like the Henry Ruggs and the Damon Arnett's. And then like, just, I think they've done a really effective job. This, this organization and sweeping a lot of this negativity under the rug, because we were also just a couple of weeks removed from an alleged toxic work environment by former team president, Dan Ventrell. And we know that that's going to yeah. have to get its own day in court and everything else. And then we're hearing that, uh, that the Raiders are hosting Colin Kaepernick for a workout today, which is great. I, I think it's, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it in there. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I, so I, 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 I want to know what the Raiders, I'm like, I'm right. like, what, is it in Henderson? You guys, I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, let me, let me push you on that, that a little bit, AJ, because yeah. maybe this is just me having a little bit of a pessimistic view because the, Colin deserves a shot, and we know that Davis has been on record years ago saying that he uh, and the Raiders organization are more than willing to give him that shot if they deem that and deem him as a potential piece. But we know how big of a sham that tryout was that the league put on for him in Florida a couple of years ago. I don't want to yeah. say that this tryout is a distraction to this other stuff that's going on, but it's hard not to see as something that just is apparently a happy coincidence on the same day. Yeah, and it's uh, and I think and you're right. Davis has been the most more of the progressive owners, and those allegations that Dan made are very, very shocking. Um, I still kind of been trying to get a hold of uh, you know where that where that lawsuit that, that that's been uh, that's that could be going forward too against uh, against Mark Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's there's yeah. I think you know Colin got and I I was I I reported on another kind of sham tryout with the Seahawks years ago, mm. where you know the Seahawks wanted him to you know, basically state that he will not kneel. And he was like, I'm here to work out. I don't want to, I don't want to get, I don't want to, I'm not going to you know, make any promises on what I, what I will or won't do. And it kind of put him in a corner and mm-hmm. that trout didn't happen. He was there in Seattle at the hotel, ready to go to the team facility. And that, and that fell apart. And he's been out of the league for four or five seasons now. I think he's still better than a lot of the backups in the league. Um, you know, and I think it's pretty clear that he will accept the backup role. At this point, and um, you know, it, it all that went down, and it, that didn't make the league look good. It, you know, obviously was during a lot, a, a lot of that was during Trump's reign, mm-hmm. and um, and that and that was another part of it. The politics got involved, and it kind of um, usurped his uh, his you know athletic ability. AJ Perez joins us from Front Office Sports. Be sure to follow AJ Perez on Twitter uh, by AJ Perez, uh, and I just need some more clarification with. What went down earlier today involving the Raiders and John Gruden? So, AJ, I I think going into this, the main point of contention was, will this lawsuit play out through arbitration or trial? You told us the judge says no arbitration, so trial's coming. Mm -hmm. Do you believe, and you talked about John Gruden being positive and smiling as he was walking out of the courtroom, is this a situation where John Gruden sees an opportunity to get paid, or is, is or is he excited? Excuse me, to be able to be heard in court and kind of let this information out in the world. It's both of that. I think the people I've talked to around Gruden, you know, he he felt that he was targeted by the league. He was he he felt he he and he still feels that. I think a lot of this is to to find out who leaked those emails. Mm-hmm. League's denying it. You know, if if during the discovery process, if for somehow that could be tracked down. That's going to be huge, and I think that's going to be to a point where you know, especially if the league uh, gets denied in, on on appeal on the arbitration part of this, you know, they're going to want to settle because they don't want these. They don't want to go through discovery. You know, it's a costly process, and the NFL is very rich. It doesn't matter about that part of it, but they also don't want these this information getting out there. Um, I think this if if they lose on appeal um, from the arbitration part of this, I think they're going to strongly consider a settlement. 
You know, but this is like, you know, Gruden's career was done in. Now, whether you know, he should not have sent those emails, I think we can all agree he, that those were awful. But, you know, what, but those were sent years ago. Um, I know he's – I'm not going to make any excuses for those or they were awful. But, you know, that's, that came while he was at ESPN. That did not come while he was still a coach in the NFL. Um, and that, that's the argument basically the, you know, the, the judge basically made today where she stated, like, the, the, the timeline was one of the major factors why she made the rulings the way she did because, you know, the arbitration agreement, you know, didn't cover, you know, didn't, doesn't apply basically because of those emails were sent so long ago. Um, so I think, I think he wants, I think he wants, you know, some revenge. I think, I, I think that I, he feels he was wrongly terminated that Mark Davis was forced to do this, uh, forced to basically force him out, even though he did resign under, it was under pressure. He likely would have been fired if he had not. Um, and, uh, this, and this kind of goes back, you know, like we're almost going back to Al Davis days. It's something like, you know, how, how far does NFL, before, Go- before Goodell was even an employee at the NFL, you know, how far does, you know, does, does, are, are, were the Raiders targeted by, mm-hmm. by somebody? I'm not saying it was by the NFL, but by somebody. Now, if Dan Snyder released the emails, that's another story in itself. That would not, not, not do, do him, him any favors. So, AJ, yeah, that's the way that goes. AJ, I need some clarification, though, because what's the difference between, whether he was the Raiders head coach or working for one of the primary partners of the NFL with ESPN and kind of being, listen, one of the faces yeah. of the league when you're on Monday Night Football. Character clause. What, yeah, what's the what's yes. like the legal yeah, difference between that? It's kind of detrimental. It's, the kind of, it's, it's that clause. Every employee, including the players, the coaches, are bound by the conduct of conduct detrimental. And that's and that's. That's a provision in the uh, NFL Constitution and bylaws where the, where, where the commissioner has pretty much sole authority to determine and to take action against anybody who, you know, kind of, you know, puts the shield in a bad light. And, uh, you know, at the time he was not, he was not, at the time those emails were sent, he was an employee of ESPN. Now, ESPN could have done something, could have fired him if those emails came out during that time. But he, but those emails predated him. It was in between him working for, you know, working, working as a Bucks head coach and, and, and the Raiders. Um, you know, that's, that's where you know that's that's where the big sticking point was today. Where you know he's not applicable. He wasn't, and uh, he was not kind of you know he didn't have to abide by that because he those emails were while he was in a non NFL employee. Do you think the NFL is nervous? Do you think that there's reason for them to be actually nervous because they can paint themselves untouchable all they want and they've weathered some serious storms? Be that COVID, be the political strife that they had to go through, be that their mishandling of of most sensitive subjects. But like when you start pulling back the curtain and revealing just exactly who Doctor Oz is and who exactly he employs as all of his monkeys and stuff, like you're you you can really see how this could be a house of cards situation. Are, are we in that situation? Not yet. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, the, the league still can prevail on the motion for arbitration uh, appeal. And mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we're, we're they're not worried. I wouldn't say they're, they would be they should be worried quite yet. But this, but today was was definitely a setback. But there's you know, they're still trying to get you know, they, they had to pay out millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to, to settle the St. Louis lawsuit. And a lot of owners are still pissed about that because they had to each had to had to pay a piece of it when Cronky was supposed to take all of it uh, the owner of, of, of the Rams uh, over the yeah, when he took the team from St. Louis to LA mm-hmm. um, you know that was so that so that they're still not happy about that how that turned out they avoided trial they avoided any um, a lot of the documents coming out there but it cost hundreds of millions of dollars now you know that so you got this one going on and there's always there's always others out there you got the Flores ones next and the Flores is the Flores lawsuit the former coach of the Miami Dolphins that's that's a whole different uh, can of worms for them since that's going to be class action in federal court or there's going to be multiple coaches claiming, you know, that they were 
you know, that, that they were, at, you know, basically that they were, um, you know, racially discriminated against. So that's not going to be, in the, and, and that's still going forward. So the, the, as far as trials go, both the Flores one and, 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 and the Scruton one, the Scruton one we know is going to progress a little further. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see where the Flores lawsuit goes. Lots of monsters under the bed for sure. Before we let you go, AJ, I have a little bit of a question for you in terms of like the players and OTAs. If you're Kyler Murray, do you show up to OTAs? Because I'm kind of irked that he's not. He's not the only one that isn't. But everybody, we go by a case-by-case basis, just what we've seen go down in Arizona the last couple months. Is it a mistake? Uh, I would say, you know, I, th- I, th- I think the, the, the players listen to their agents and the agents, you know, they, you know, they, it's, it's I, I like them not showing up to OTAs better than unfollowing the team on social media. I think Fair. that's a bigger statement for for, for Kyler Murray. And and these OTAs are not you know they're not they're 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 not mandatory you know so you don't have to. You show up for I, your I, boys be, though for the boys and the yeah, girls. You got to be putting the reps in. Yeah, especially as a quarterback, it's a totally different situation than let's say a wide receiver quarterback not showing up. I understand that. So yeah, that's you know that's and that's I you know I've. I, I see it both and both sides of it, and I'm I'm kind of more lean towards the players on on these things since their careers are shorter. And while the you know and these NFL owners have their franchise valuations get uh, I think the bidwills bought this for like all we know is we're not the machine, right? So, AJ, we're the rage or we're the against. Yeah. We're one of those two. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, well, that's true. So yeah, I, I I think people take the and the, I think a lot of fans unfortunately take the NFL owners side the NFL and administration side on these things when sometimes it's more complex than that. Absolutely. And that's why the distinction need to be made. I'm like, I wouldn't show up for the, for the owners or for the team, but I'd show up for my teammates. That's what I would do. Yeah. But yeah, that's I, the difference between some people that. and the successful and the elite and everything else. But we know that you are dialed in, you are everywhere and we appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to join us and keep us updated on everything going on with our local team, AJ. Will do. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Those AJ Perez of Front Office Sports. He's been with USA Today. He's been with multiple publications that you for sure have been obsessing over from a young age. And he is all over the business side of sports. We appreciate him taking the time. All of our guests are brought to us by BetQL. Don't download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Smarter bets start with BetQL. And on the other side of the break, come on, webpage load up. Entitlement red flags. Fun. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. God, Limp is such a vibe. <laughs> Your passion for Limp Biscuit. I just... It's not the most comprehensive, but the parts of the cookie, I'm like, yep, this is all I need in my life. Limbiscuit had a huge impact in my youth because he would like be the theme song for a lot of WWE pay-per-views 
So to me, this guy was awesome. Aren't they from Jacksonville too? Limp Biscuit? Yeah. I'm not sure I'm where, where sure Mr. Biscuit's from. Jacksonville, from. Florida. That sounds right. How that see, to me it's kind of sounds like a random bit of information that was put in my brain at some time years ago. That is the origin, according to Limbiscuit.com, is Jacksonville, Florida. Guys, the greatness that is the neurodivergent mind of Lindsey Brown. <laughs> it's just Jacksonville's very boring to have that aggressiveness. From a city it kind of like makes sense. I'm gonna, Does I'm it? Gonna, yeah, I think I think the when you grow up in one environment, the opposite effect can happen. Just you're rebelling against that, right? I feel you. Okay, Trying to create I see your own the perspective. Excitement. And sometimes it gets you into trouble. Like some people create their own excitement by starting their own bands, and some people create their own excitement by uh, entering into toxic relationships. And Ooh. so I figured we could probably go through some uh, red flags for entitlement. Uh, this is, of course, a BuzzFeed article, and I know that we all have our like little things that uh, set our radar ablaze. But like, I, I tend to think of myself as a really good judge of character and a really good judge of 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 just people. Um, as long as like my personal emotions aren't seeking out someone to like help fix me, then it's all off. <laughs> Once you need help, yes, is correct, the table. correct. And so I never need help. This is my this is one of my great things about being hyper independent. But uh. When a customer comes into someone's place of work and says, I will have you fired when there's a conflict. Who are you? Thank you. Correct. I don't want to work here anyway. If you're hanging out with someone, like, keep your circle surrounded with people that only have certain options on their menu. Right? That's a good way to look at it. Like, this, I, if, if I'm frustrated, I don't take it out on, like, service staff. Right? No, that's that, That's a that's... huge red Flag. All the red flags. Super what about corny. When people threaten uh, to tell, th- threaten you with who their parents are, I'll call my dad and tell him what you did. That's more of like a school age thing. Yeah, but a lot of people usually at Boston Celtics games they yep. give off that face. Daddy's money. <laughs> Daddy's money. Definitely my dad's flows. a lawyer. Right? My dad is a lawyer. I'll have him handle this. Yeah, there's definitely people that, that give off that vibe. People who purposefully cause messes at restaurants, movie theaters, et cetera, because someone else will clean it up. This is a huge thing for me because it's their jobs to clean it up. Like, I, I'm i up in the Golden Knights press box. If I drop two kernels of popcorn, I'm picking them up. I, I just, I don't want, I don't want them to have to deal with that, whoever that is. It's yeah. my mess. And going to movie theaters a lot, that's the worst. Usually teenagers, they'll kick over the large popcorn bucket. And, of course, we have our moments where we're like, let's throw stuff at the people in front. We get it. <laughs> but, like, there's innocence and then there's ignorance. And then there's just being a straight-up a-hole. That's what we're looking for. Like, the red flags for the a-holes, there, there's plenty to be found. I work as a ticket seller for a ski resort. My favorite entitled person is the guy who, upon first finding out that the kids' lessons was sold out, offered to pay extra if I would kick someone else's kid out so his kid could have a spot. Yup. Sounds like a sports parent. Sounds like a sports parent. Vegas can relate to that a lot because of hotels. Like, and people trying to use the, uh, here's 20 bucks, give me an upgrade in the room. I just just need to grease the wheel a little bit. (laughs) They complained. They gave him 20 bucks. Like, okay, so now you want the $5,000 suite because you gave this dude 20 bucks. Like, what do you think? What's going through your brain, pal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of how that's going to work out? Uh, For me, if I I ever am with someone that refuses to tip... Ooh, yeah. I berate them. I, I, I'm like, I will I will pay for this. I will pay double for this because what you're doing is unacceptable, especially in this town. Y'all should know better. Tip people. It's just the right thing to do. Red flags and otherwise, we'll be back for another hour of the Playmakers Plus. Stick around.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.